you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your host, DJ Impact, and I got the Vegas Bad Boys here with me. It's good to see you, gentlemen, as we uh, get into some three topics that came across our news wires this past week. So let's get right to it. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents... Count talk. Count talk, baby. On our first count, and I'm um, reading this from healbynature.com. It is titled How Several Wrestlers Comment on WWE Firing of Mark Carano. Now, I got to be honest with you. Last week, I as I was strolling the, the internet, I saw that there was a... Um, a tweet from from Mickey James, and um, you know, I most of the time you, I, I don't pay most of the time attention with, with with tweets I see, but I just noticed there was this this bag that was there with her name on it, and she said, "I'm, I'm she was thinking for the care package." I'm like, "This can't be right." Let me read more into this. What what what's going on? And after I saw it, after I read it, after you eventually played a video, you're like. I mean, seriously, you're just like, for real, WWE? Like, I was really beginning to feel salty. And that's why you definitely got to be careful before you start to jump to conclusions. Because, you know, when you think the WWE, first person you're going to go right to, and at least in my mind, is Vince McMahon. How can you allow this to go on? And, and Vince don't have a, necessarily have no idea what actually happened, you know? But nevertheless, who, you know, who knows? Um, um, Mark Carano, uh, according to this story here, um, she had uh, a video that was posted to her Instagram, and she had re- uh, revealed that she received her belongings from WWE in a trash bag and in a cardboard box. The WWE higher-ups, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and John Laurinaitis addressed the situation up on James' video gaining attention online. See, that also shows that it's important as us fans that when we see something that's not right, Hey, say something because that's what got their attention. If if she would have made that show that video and no one cared, they'd been like, "Oh well." <laughs> but now it's, it it created statements like this with John Laurinaitis. Upon learning the disrespectful treatment of some of our recently released talent, we took immediate action. The person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Yeah, DJ. You can't read a John Laurinaitis tweet without yeah, knowing his voice. Like this. You gotta sound like you've been, Come on, you've been bro. smoken, and you gotta say people power. He <laughs> talks just like this. Like I don't know if I can. Has, just, <clears throat> let me see if I. Up on learning 
the disrespectful treatment. Of, so this hurts. Treatment of some of our recently. Mm, never mind. I'm gonna leave it Dude, it sounds like you're about to shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like when you're trying to talk to somebody, you're dumb enough to pick up the phone and yeah. you got the shit, and you don't want them to know you're shitting. That's what you sound like. Well, Mr. I am the game said that upon learning the disrespectful treatment of some of our recently released talent received upon the behalf of the company, we took immediate action. The person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired and no longer with at WWE. All right. Anyway, and then Stephanie had her moment too. Guys, let's just get right into it. I mean, you gotta go. No, you gotta do Stephanie. No, okay, do Stephanie. Come on, give me that voice in the octave. There you go. I'm Stephanie McMahon. Now I am embarrassed. You (laughs) or anyone else will be treated this way. I apologize personally on the behalf of WWE. The person responsible is no longer. With our company, oh man, that was that was just too polite, and nice. Yeah, you remember, yeah. you gotta Stephanie have it. Yeah. Vince as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, I know the Oscars just came on. I'm not gonna be get an award for none of these, so it's all right. You know, not even best supporting actor I'm gonna get. All right, fellas, let's just get right into it though. Um, this is really this was not good to see. We're glad some actions did happen, but we apparently a lot of talent came out. I mean, going as back as I mean, they got I think Gail Gail Kim, um, Jillian Garcia. Um, I mean, Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall. I'm sorry. Yes, Hall. That's right. Um, Let's just get right into it. What do you guys think about this? And I mean, this guy's been around for a long time. I guess one can expect that this has actually been happening. This long as well. Let's jump over to you, Sin City. Let me start with you. What do you think about this whole thing? Oh, I, I think that it goes without saying that it, it's rude. It just shows exactly what WWE actually think of these people. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, there's there are a lot of different ways that you could give somebody's belongings back to them. And I'd say probably one of the last things that I would think of would be to throw them in a fucking hefty trash bag, right. slap a fucking piece of tape on the outside of the bag and and write their name on it and then throw it into a FedEx box. That, that's, that's just piss poor. It's yeah. absolutely piss poor. And it, I, 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 I wish I could say that I was surprised to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, we've, we've seen when WWE does, Good things, they do extremely good things. But when they do bad things, they do really shitty fucking bad things. Yeah. Let me go over to you, Simon Street. I mean, uh, again, this seemed like this happened to a lot of folks. Don't you think if if this has been going on for a long time, maybe his actions should have been uh, looked into much earlier or should have been caught earlier or, you know, do you think maybe people wasn't saying anything about him earlier or where they were just being ignored? Why do you think this is just now happening if it's been going on for decades or at least a decade? I'm going to answer that question with this. Mm -hmm. In my own personal history, work, work history, and I'm sure you gentlemen have experienced as well. You experience employees who are just deplorably assholes. And they get away with doing it for a long, long time, long, long time, whatever the case may be. 
They develop a habit of being a fucking ass clown, sacrimonious son of a bitch. Until one day, the clouds open up and the sunshine shines on that right situation. And pretty much they had enough rope to hang themselves. And that was Corrado. <laughs> He's been doing shit like this for the fucking long. Let me tell you to this way. I ain't never heard nobody say something nice about him. <laughs> When's the last time you heard someone say something nice about him? <laughs> Here's shit when you work at a job and you realize ain't nobody said nothing nice about that person. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. You get what he get. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, that, that goes right over to you, Matt Michaels. I mean, damn, I mean, this seems like this has been going on for a minute. I mean, this shouldn't, behavior like this shouldn't go this long. Why now? Well, there comes a perfect storm of timing. That's, I think, what it comes down to. Um he was with the company for 20 years. Now, there is some assumption out there that Carano possibly, possibly wanted to get fired because his house is paid off. He's worked for the company for 20 years, which means that he'd get a nice severance package. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's a theory. Um, I think in his case, one of the things you got to understand is that, uh, he started in a low position, right? And yeah. in 20 years, we're up to a high position. And a lot of times that means that power goes to your head. Um, and it also means your personality kind of comes out, you know, it matches uh, the the idea that you're an asshole then starts getting solidified because you start acting like an asshole. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest re revelations, though, came from uh, Deborah Simmons, um, who went public um, when this all broke. Uh, Deborah is an ex uh, of Mark's. Um, Apparently, uh, she said that Mark liked to call her his fiance, um, which was something that she wasn't comfortable with at all. Right. Um, Mark, uh, apparently, now, apparently, again, this is allegedly, uh, he proposed uh, in front of people at a 4th of July party. He was an eagerly angered person he got aggressive um he got aggressive with her and uh threatened to throw her uh, cat in the ocean um wow <laughs> what the fuck yeah doesn't he know that, that if you do any acts of violence to a cat you're fucked <laughs> yeah you're pretty the internet will find you and fuck you yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and then, uh, you know, uh, oh, he would, you know, he would do mind games. Uh, he yelled at her once for not picking up her phone, uh, but she was at a funeral. So, 
Good reason not to pick up a phone call during a funeral. Uh, Corrado yeah. once told me that everyone working at talent relations at WWE was a moron, which is why he couldn't take a real vacation. And he said he had no one to cover for him. And uh, she stuck up for the people uh, who worked in TER, even though she really didn't know them uh, very well. Um, it's just... It's crazy, but of course, the biggest thing that is going around on that too is the fact that Mark, um, allegedly again, but uh, uh, through her own knowledge and and eyes, I would uh, imagine, um, he apparently steals (laughs) championship belts, the real ones, and hides them under a bed in his, like, guest house or you know secondary yeah. house or whatever the fuck it is so when you put all this shit together um it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy <laughs> well i tell you this uh chris in the comments says attitude always reflects leadership no matter the company or who's in charge this starts with vince at the very top so you know there is so let, let's let's clear something up too. Um, Vince McMahon right now is the person who is overseeing the kingdom, but he's the king starting to advocate his crown. All right. The real honest answer here is that. Shit is starting to change because of the fact that when the new board was announced, these people aren't fucking around. So instead of just having one guy who might or might not have heard or cared, you have three people who are in the positions now of making this company a very profitable, successful company from the future on. So you actually are starting to, you're going to see that problem being solved. Stuff like this shouldn't ever happen again. It probably will, you know, fall through the cracks every once in a while. Um, as I understand it, I don't think it was just Carano, but there was also, I believe, two or three other uh, higher-ups and positions that basically got canned over this. Yeah. Um, so they took action very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what what we like to do as fans is blame Vince McMahon, blame Vince Russo, Blame Merrick Bischoff. Uh, blame uh, Dixie Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, by the way, Dixie, thank God your fucking mansion was safe from the fire that came about this week. Um, there were uh, seven fire units that showed up, I believe it was, to save her her place. Um, oh, my God. To- That's the storyline of... The good more, the morning show. Apple's TV is the morning show. That is one of the storyline. The the top CEO of their corporation, who is in this, you know, this whole sexual misconduct uh, situation, uh, 
yeah, his his house, big ranch and fire during the massive fires in California. He had the private fire department over at his house. All of them. Wow, that is hilarious. That's the same. Okay. I guess that's I guess some things you watch on TV is comes from reality sometimes, huh? That's predictive programming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, um, so as fans, we blame all the uh, the uh, people who, you know, are writers, producers, you know, owners, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, The truth of the matter is, though, that um, the the attitude of the employees um, filters through the actual, you know, closeness of being involved, like as close or, or as high up as Mark Carano was, um, you have to look at it as Bruce Pritchard probably has more actual interactions with Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Carano basically probably got away with everything because he was the highest point that people could go to other than going to Vince and Vince just doesn't deal with shit. So there you go. He's gone. It seems like this is the right move and the start of, you know, starting to weed out some of the bullshit that goes on. Um, and it's, you're going to see the company is going to start becoming more of a corporation an actual corporation. So. Yeah. Can I ask you all a question? So, you know how like the WWE has all the different errors that they go to Would this era be considered the era of accountability. Yeah, could be. I mean, as far as the corporate structure, I mean, there's a lot of accountability and they're cleaning up house. This ain't going to be the, the only incident we're going to hear about. Maybe this might be the more sationable one, but you're going to see more people getting cleared out, personnel who can't get their shit straight. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, I mean, you might see that. You're also going to see people, um, you know, a lot of stuff is going to get reshifted and refocused. And, you know, you're, you're probably going to see people um, released, you know, maybe not even for x y or z but because they're you know they're making the company more of a um marketable sports company which they're they're just posturing themselves for that future sale to disney exactly that's that's exactly what they're doing i mean oh boy with one one thing that vince is amazing at one thing that vince is amazing at doing is putting people in the right positions in an executive format. Do you think that he's actually like negotiating these deals and things like that? No, he's great at putting people in the positions to do his bidding for him. And, you know, him bringing in Nick Khan, you look at all the things that have been done since Nick Khan was brought in. It's it'll make your head spin. If you actually sit down and read all the changes, long story short, WWE is pressing the reset button right before they sell to Disney. Wow. Yep. Well, you've heard it first exclusive. All right. I don't know which one I like more Mickey impersonation or that one. 
All right, well, here we go. Let's go to our second. Quite frankly, really quick, really Mm -hmm. quick, quite frankly, if it's not Disney, it's NBC Universal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. They they just realize that they have to change their their entire corporate structure to be more attractive to an investor, whoever that investor may be. All right, all right. Let's jump right into our second count. This is from Sports Illustrator. It's titled CM Punk Seeks fun quality projects but right now wrestling isn't one now i'm only going to uh quote uh one of the things he said in this you guys may want to mention other parts of the uh article he said but i want to concentrate on this right here he says i don't need the money and the way the wrestling business is now it's wacky you've got wwe who has multiple billion dollar television deals and the television's awful I go back there, I'm just another guy. And it's not even that. I'll be another guy that's doing not good television. I want to do stuff that's good. I want my name attached to quality projects where it's fun and it makes people laugh, smile, think. And people don't hate watching it. I want to do fun stuff. All right. Let's jump over to you, Sin City Steve. Like, start off with you. Uh, I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. At the same time, do you not think that WWE would not give, you know, if whatever he decide he wants to come to the table with that he think would be a a, a storyline that would be very good for him, that would be fun, exciting, good quality, do you not think they would give him the okay to run, to run with it as we've heard other top-notch wrestlers kind of, you know, write, not necessarily write their own, but give their suggestions and then they go from there. Do you not think the same thing could happen to, with Punk so he can create that back in wrestling? I I personally don't think so. I think that there's a huge disconnect um, with, and it kind of ties back to the previous count, mm-hmm. um, with the overall structure of the company. Um, obviously, Punk... Uh, he weighed in on the Mark Carano firing, um, mm-hmm. and he did so with a gif. Uh, he's always been <laughs> yeah. he's always been very critical of the company itself as a corporate entity, not not even necessarily you know creatively, but more more than anything as of late as as a corporation. Um, and it's it, it's very interesting to see him um, you know branch out and do things like with uh, you know his his role in heels and in Jacob's wife. Um, I, I think that, you know, punk is definitely not done with entertainment mm-hmm. and he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be. He's, he's a very entertaining person. Yeah. And um, you know, he, he has, he has an aura, he has it. Um, so if he's not going to be in a ring for whatever reason, um, then it's good to see that he's going to get back into the entertainment field. Um yeah, I, I think that unless WWE actually does press the full reset button on their entire organizational structure, you won't see CM Punk back in WWE. Got you. Uh, let me go over to you, uh, Cincy. I mean, um, to Simon Street, I'm sorry. Um, do you think we will see him in to any wrestling organization? Apparently, WWE might not be the one. Maybe AEW will maybe give him a little bit of what, or do you just think he just he's just done with wrestling in general? Um, I think I think that well, 
I read the whole it's the, the whole entire article. Okay. And when he speaks about wrestling, it's not even just in the perspective of WWE. Um, I think he's just talking about all around. Um, and he also kind of talks about things that are sinking to his heart. Like he said, one thing that, that gravitates him, and, and it actually the article had a quote was, um, you know, with regards to horror movies, he says, I've always uh, been a horror movie fan. Uh, some of his earliest memories were watching black and white Twilight Zones uh, episodes, Halloween, John Carpenter movies, the Universal Monster stuff, Dark Shadows, black and white stuff intriguing me so much. It would scare me, you know, make me want to conquer it. Um, that's just some of the words that he said. When that came to mind, I could see Punk uh, on a, whether it was a series or whatnot, on Shudder, mm-hmm. you know, partnering up with Eli Roth. Uh, the, 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 he has a, um, a show where they basically take horror and they do like a perspective from different directors, different people. And, uh, you know, they kind of give their take on it. I could see Punk in that kind of direction you know doing stuff like that because i think anybody and it doesn't have to be just horror that's mm-hmm. just what he mentioned yeah but anything like that as we were saying he has the it factor where you could put him on a panel with something and people will be drawn to it and they'll watch um yeah. i can also understand his creativity in a way of you're at the point now you've been you've been successful in the ring and now you're ready to get out there and just do some fun stuff so i can understand that because for me if if i knew i was paid Honestly, and I knew I didn't have to worry about working and grinding to pay and feed my family and everything. That my my personality would be exactly like that. I would only want to do what's fun. I would only want to do what would excite me, what would get my creative juices flowing to be able to be about part of something to where I wake up in the morning like, man, I get to be creative today. I get to do something today that I enjoy doing and taking that as far as long as you can. So, I mean, like we've said before, when we've talked about punk, kudos to him for being in that position to, to possibly do that. And I'm sure anybody would be lucky to have him on and it doesn't have to be wrestling. I'd like to see him do something away from wrestling, possibly in movies. Yeah. Um, Matt Michaels, you know, I know that when you, when you eventually become very successful and you make, you know, you make a lot of money to a point now where you don't necessarily need to have to do certain things anymore. I mean, you, you know, you've got it. You set yourself up. At the same time, I would think you kind of would get bored not doing some of the things that you enjoyed. Um, and I would just think that even if, let's say, that you don't have to, sure, you don't have to wrestle, if you enjoyed wrestling, if you can work out a deal where you can have control over what you kind of say or do, and you don't have to have a crazy schedule more maybe a schedule like uh, Brock Lesnar's where you just show up kind of like when you like, why not take some sort of an offer or, or a deal like that? Um, I, 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 he did, he mastered wrestling well. Um, and I know we're getting to a point now where he's going to, he's getting at an age where I guess, he, you know, I guess he's going to have to need to make that decision if he's just not going to do it or, or going to do it. And again, he doesn't have to. I'm just questioning why not if you have the control and I feel he will be the one, the upper hand with the control over the conditions of of what he will want to do because of his popularity still in his business. What's your take on that? I mean, if you think about it on Raw, I had to go back and find. It says Raw uh, 6, June 6, 27, 2011, 
because I was actually at that show. The man did a sit down on Raw and just went, you know, just told all the business. It was a great we we was we didn't even know if what we were hearing is real. They didn't even get recorded. And it was great. It was great television during that time. Now, of course, you can't, you know, you have to come up with something different. But I'm just saying, if you enjoyed that time, why not? Why not go back into doing into wrestling again? Because he didn't enjoy the time. If you go back and you look at the interviews that he's put out, which are few and far between over the last, you know, what has it been, seven, eight years, whatever it's been now? Yeah. Um, he absolutely despises the structure of what the company does. And it's not just this company. It's just that's what wrestling is. So I don't think he loves it anymore. Mm, okay. Plain and simple. Um, I also think that at that time, he was also one of the most overrated guys that they had. Mm. Because in in all honesty, the reason people liked him is because you all thought that that pipe bomb thing Mm -hmm. was something that was, oh, my God, he's doing this. Oh, my God. How can he be doing this? It was already cleared. Everyone, you know, sure. The yeah. management knew what the fuck was going on. So, you know, um, the, the the honest answer is, um, it, everyone who just keeps bringing up his name as coming back, you know what you're all gonna do. You're going to get so fucking excited that he's coming back. The minute he steps in the ring and he gives a promo and you're all hyped up and then something happens that you don't like. Oh, oh, he's horrible. Oh, why why did they bring him back? Oh, he's so old. He's so overused. Oh, he's always on our fucking TV. How come that guy always wins all the time? It's wrestling fans. They're fucking fickle. Yeah. Simon, you're right. And I I mean, this is dude, what I told John Cena three years ago. Walk away. Do entertainment. You've got the opportunity. Fucking do it. And that's the thing. If you watched backstage when it was on Fox Sports, CM Punk was one of the best things on that show because Fox allowed him to speak his mind. Right? So that feeds into the persona that he created already. Now you have something that sounds so fresh, like, oh, shit, listen to what he's saying about this. Oh, he's really sticking it to him, blah, blah, blah. He's just doing what we do. Just throwing out your opinion out there. Yeah. And that's that. And if that's what your extent of wrestling uh, involvement is, you, you don't be involved in it because you're better off doing something else that you know gives you something that's a challenge for you that's yeah. totally different um if anything i really don't care if i ever see him in the ring again i wouldn't mind seeing aj lee come back if there's anyone you know in that scenario because of the fact that the the division of women now is so elevated that I'd like to see if she actually was what fans thought she was as a wrestler. Hmm. 
because she was not in the most competitive era at all for women's wrestling. Yeah. It'd be really, really, you know, interesting to see if she could hold her own with all of these spectacular women. Yeah. But we already know what punk brings, right? So, I mean, is anyone, I mean, we know what's going to happen. You bring CM Punk comes back. He wrestles Roman Reigns. Who cares? Wrestles Seth Rollins. Who cares? You know, that's all you're going to hear. Oh, he's just wrestling those guys. Uh, Or if he gets the thing put, you know, the belt put on him, and now we're just seeing CM Punk win. Oh, all he does is go out there and win. So it's a no-win situation for him. Fuck it. He doesn't need it. All right, all right. Let's get right into our third count. Wrestling Inc. Dot com title Eric Bischoff believes Bat Bunny set the template for influencers uh, in WWE. And I'm just going to take two of the uh, quotes in here and we'll just go off of that. He says that Bad Bunny, here's a guy some wrestling ex- experts thought nobody even knew who he was. Wow. Reality proved that perspective very, very wrong. Bad Bunny comes in and he uses his mania performance, which was a hell of a performance, and leverages that to sell out his tour. He shut down Ticketmaster. Not bad for a guy nobody knows, right? Then he says, there would be more and more people going, hey, Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon over here. Bad Bunny created the template for celebrity non-wrestling performers to step into that world and do it successfully. Bad Bunny created a formula and a template that other people are going to use and WWE and AEW are going to learn how to exploit it in the best way possible. I think you're going to see more and more of it. All right. Now, let me just ask you, anyone want to jump into this? Um, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Okay. Um, Let me just, the, the one question I just want to pose, you know, going forward, can we believe that other influencers who WWE asked to come in and, and be a part of a segment, are they going to put in the work that Bad Bunny did now that he set the template and now the possibility of what it could do to their careers? Well, I'll definitely say uh, there is a template. Not every person that's in social media that are influencers will be able to fit the bill. Um, I think that we've talked about it before. Bad Bunny put in the work and got the max amount results. Um, Where Bad Bunny is unique to where he can, and this is where I hope WWE is willing to take the time to structure and look for the right people who can fit that template per se, is you got to realize, first and foremost, people know who Bad Bunny is, okay? Um, in the music industry, well, according you know to uh, Bischoff, the, those in the, the wrestling well, community did, <laughs> didn't know who Bad Bunny. Let was. me ask you a question, okay? Okay, I, 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 I had I had no idea who he was. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But let me just, ask just you to be totally real. Like I, I I had heard his name, but I had no idea who he was. Okay, that's fine, and that's what was strategic for him to go for this. But think about it: what did he win after WrestleMania? A sold out tour. Okay, what did he win before WrestleMania? Certain yep. award, certain award, right? You don't do that for being a nobody. It just showed that wrestle, wrestling fans, by and large, didn't know his music, which is okay. 
My point was that was just strategic. That was hugely strategic. You know, he put in the work. I don't see every influencer because you got to realize, and, and again, this is my opinion, because I have teenagers that watch social media. If you're looking for them to come in and do as well as Bad Bunny, that might not work too well because most people who consume social media, like tons of TikTok, tons of YouTube, the format's different. The attention span of majority of these younger people that you're trying to go for this new demographic, and I've said this before, their attention span is not set for wrestling. So you have to take that into accountability. And that's why they have to be very selective of who they pick. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's why I said, even though there's a template, that template was something that had a special guy in Bad Bunny who did a, a freaking amazing job in taking an opportunity and taking it to the next level. That's not, I mean, we talked, we saw Jake Paul. That, I mean, that he didn't do as well as Bad Bunny, I feel. Do you see what I'm saying? Logan, yeah, he had an event. Right? It was Logan. It was his brother. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. The other one. Um, he didn't do as well as he, he as he could have. Yeah, he had an event later on. You see what I'm saying? But outside of that, he used the same template but didn't get the same result. So, again, I'll just close it with this. Bad Bunny was a special circumstance. If that's what WWE wants to do for the future, I would only use it for the big shows, like WrestleMania, SummerSlam maybe, if even at that. And it has to be a person literally that has something to truly honestly gain. And Bad Bunny did have something to gain in a world tour. And I think that tour doesn't start till 2022, is it? Or 2021? 2022. So people sold out to buy tickets in 2022. Made good business sense to me. Let me ask you, Sin City Street. So in the comment, uh, Bischoff has said, so Bad Bunny created a formula. And a template that other that other people are going to use, and WWE and AEW are going to learn how to exploit it in the best way possible. So I don't know many uh, social media influencers, right? But let's say, for example, I do know the one guy who uh, my son had told me about some time ago. I don't even know if he's still famous or big anymore, but the video gamer known as Ninja. Okay, I would assume that he's probably could be uh, an influencer or some such. So let's say WWE decides or even AEW, they decide we want to pick this guy up. He's going to do a segment. Are they just going to are they going to now play back (laughs) Bad Bunny's video and said, look, this is this is what we're expecting. We know you're not a wrestler, but we want you to do something like this for us, because this is the template that is now set. And and doing that, this is my be what might happen to you, you know, as far as what happens after it's over, you may gain this popularity and this maybe with gaming. I don't know how that would work, but something he would get a major benefit out of it. The way bad bunny sold out his concerts within seconds, shutting down Ticketmaster. maybe in the gaming world, somehow that would the equivalent would happen to Ninja. I'm just saying, do you think that that's how that would play out when it comes to so-called ex- exploiting what happened? If they want to get the most for, you know, for each appearance or uh, influencer, Mm -hmm. then they have to, you know, work within the constraints of what that influencer can do. Um, Immediately when you threw out Ninja's name, the very first thing that came to my mind was he could easily get on the the Xavier Woods uh, WWE mm -hmm. co-produced show up, up, down, down. Right. And you could promote the hell out of that on Raw and SmackDown on everything. And that will accomplish exactly what you're looking to do. And Ninja doesn't even have to get into a WWE ring. Gotcha. Whoa, 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 Steve. Steve, you've missed the obvious WWE move with that. 
they have an actual ninja that he could oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he could. He could wrestle Akira Tozawa. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Bruce. That would be all bad. Please don't do if that. You're Bruce. listening. Don't Dude, do that. Don't do ninja that. Ninja has a fucking lot of followers, Uncle Brucey. If you don't know his work, he is fucking huge. So, Bruce, don't do it. Gifted. Don't gifted do it. You. No, so, don't do it. Who's this ninja it. guy they keep talking about? I got to look him up. Right? <laughs> no, I, so obviously, if they just apply common sense to things and yeah. if they don't try to have everybody do exactly what Bad Bunny did, then they'll be fine. Um, I think that what they're saying in relation to the template being made is mm -hmm. a, a figurative template. So, you know, Bad Bunny wanted to actually get into the ring. He wanted to, you know, be a part of the show for several weeks at a time. And it's, it's one of those things where obviously he moved down to Florida um, so that he could be near the performance center. Um, and, and he went in just like it was a job. Um, so, you know, kudos to him. I've, I've said it numerous times on the show, but, um, I think that you can't, you can't have every influencer and social media personality, um, go the exact same path as what bad bunny did. Yeah. If you want them to truly be successful, you have to play to people's strengths. It's just like managing the locker room. Yeah. So Matt Michaels, uh, you you agree with it all, man? Um, some somebody in a social media influencer, maybe it's um, someone who's an actor, actress, a big singer of some sort. You know, you know. Do you think that's let's let's, let's stop it right there? Because mm -hmm. I I like that you you said that because this is what I keyed in on, mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad you you said that. So. What we got here is very, very, very um, interesting thought process that Bischoff has here because he refers to Bad Bunny as an influencer. But realistically, Bad Bunny is a music artist. Right. He just happens to have a huge following because he's a popular music artist also guess what he's latin so now you're playing i mean he appeals to a base audience that is very fanatical mm -hmm. all right latino artists who break through in that community are fucking huge and what I take issue with is that Bischoff assumes that the exposure of WrestleMania helped him sell out the tour like that. I would argue mm -hmm. that Bad Bunny would have had that tour sold out just the same. Right, yeah. If he was never on. Um, so he's associating the wrestling mm -hmm. as the... Um, the reason that Bad Bunny sold out a tour. No. No. Uh, he wasn't on enough TV for that to become a factor to wrestling fans, right? Right. Bischoff also, he 
I think in some ways still shows that he doesn't get it because yes, Bad Bunny did a great job, but that other influencer, like was said, Logan, you know, he was basically literally used as an influencer, right? He was put in like two weeks before the, the event. And he never had discussions, uh, you know, to to be in a match. He was used solely for that influencer role to get extra eyes. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny was an artist who was used in a match, much as Mr. T was in the first two WrestleManias, much as Shaq was on AEW just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? These entertainers are used because of their following already. It's just that social media is a different animal. And if you look at it, when you target the younger people, they haven't done that essentially yet. All right. They were kind of experimenting with it. But Eric Bischoff is the king of fucking up using celebrities. David Arquette, who had the same passion as Bad Bunny did about being a wrestler, Mm -hmm. wasn't given the opportunity that Bad Bunny was given. David Arquette was given the title to sell more movie tickets to Ready to Rumble, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So the idea that just by using someone who has a name is going to translate into them selling out a tour. Fuck off. It's not true. It's, you know, it's something that wrestling has been doing for ages. And that even goes to guys who go from playing football to becoming wrestlers, right? Other sport athletes. Um, Fuck. Jose Canseco has tried to be a wrestler. All right. It's just crazy. But the the honest answer is that social media just happens to be the way that people consume a lot of their information now. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's all the difference is. If anything, to me, this shows like Eric Bischoff should not be involved in wrestling anymore. He sees the benefits of it, which is great, but he doesn't understand why those benefits are happening. Mm. He's just using the old man assumption of why this is working. And that's it. He he doesn't know. And, and granted, listen, great business mind, but at the same time, again, the ship has passed. And what's very interesting is when you think about the circumstances of bringing in celebrities to me, AEW is the one who has fucking dropped the ball in all of this because they're supposed to be that company for this influencer generation. Yeah. And why they haven't tried to just gouge everyone from that fucking, you know, th- that youth aspect because that is supposed to be what their audience is anyway blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, gotcha. I, I I just I just am not 
behind what he's saying in the context that he's saying it. Got you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, that is our three count uh, for this show. We're going to give our final thoughts, and um, we'll go from there, and we'll be uh, seeing you guys throughout the week. Uh, let me start with you, Simon Street. What do you want to tell the folks? And it seemed like you even had some uh, this fun this past weekend in Vegas. Tell us all about it, man. I sure did. I sure did. Um, you know what? Uh, I'll start off by saying this. You know, uh, it's interesting for all of us that watch wrestling and you hear about, because Daniel Bryan's one of the main people that says it, about, you know, uh, being in the indie scene and wrestling with only, you know, five to six to 15 people in the crowd, wrestling at state, you know, in, in uh, high school, uh, you know, gyms and gymnasiums. And you hear all these people, Seth Rollins has said it before, they started somewhere. And think about you being in that crowd and being able to see a star that's born before it even comes to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, go out and support your indie events. And, and that's exactly what I did um, today, in fact. Uh, well, you know, it would have been Sunday uh, by the time you're hearing this. I got a chance to go out and see Big Valley Wrestling's Combat Compound. And it, it, it was awesome. It, it was four matches, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, and tag team title match was the first one they had was okay. uh, the Players Club, Kevin Duckett's and uh, Leon Hader versus Sky High, Mondo Rocks and Robbie Litt. And then the next match that we had was um, Aiden Reyes versus Alex Brady. And then we had another one. We had the very own Ricky Tenacious versus Noah Anderson. Mm hmm. And then uh, the last main event that we had was Fresco Matic versus Jace Battle. Um, great event. It yeah. was it, it was short, sweet, great, great energy, great vibe. Um, and again, uh, you know, if you are interested in watching any more from the Combat Compound, Big Valley Wrestling, you can go to their Patreon um, and and sign up and watch these shows, these tapings. Uh, Patreon uh, forward slash Big Valley Wrestling um excellent show like i said be a part of history from the start don't just be a part when they get to the big leads in the promotions and this is one where you're going to see stars being born big valley wrestling you got to get out there you got to go see it awesome show thank you for the invite uh ricky and everybody at big valley wrestling no doubt um good stuff let's go over to you sin city what do you want to tell the folks Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, all that kind of fun stuff that you guys do. Um, we say it every week, but this show, we do this for you guys. So thank you so much. Um, also, special thank you to every brave men and woman uh, that serves this country. Um, you, guys, you guys really do enable us to do anything. Um, so every, every brave man and woman that's serving this country on lands, both foreign and domestic, we appreciate you. Thank you. And, uh, last but not least repsports.com, repsports.com, uh, go there for all your pre-workout weight loss, general energy drink needs. Um, they've got it all for you. So repsports.com use promo code Vegas at checkout, save yourself 15%. Awesome. Good stuff there. Uh, Matt Michaels, uh, Tell us what you uh, have going on. I heard a little something was going down also in Vegas this past weekend. I don't know if you want to mention that or anything, but uh, what final thoughts you got? Well, FSW presented Ground Zero this past Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
tune into the Defalco Files to hear more about it. Good. But uh, speaking of Ricky Tenacious, Ricky did uh, end up wrestling Remy Marcel, and uh, Ricky uh, came out as uh, one of the uh, whirlwind gentlemen with the big old fro. Um, <laughs> very fucking entertaining. Uh, Ricky is Ricky is he gets it. He understands what his job is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it, there were there were a lot of good things happening. Uh, the Unguided uh, versus Sky High, um, and uh, the Unguided's first title defense, um, and uh, some uh, shifts that had to be made. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, actually got injured uh, before this weekend, oh, boy. so uh, he did not uh, get out here. Um, so. Uh, there was a surprise replacement for him. Um, and um, main event uh, saw uh, Mr. Chris Bay and uh, Mr. Safafa, too. Oh, wow. Um, Huge. So, um, you know, just a very strong card from uh, top to bottom. You can uh, check it out on the uh, FSW network. Uh, you can uh, order the replay. Um, I think it's only, you know, eight bucks or 15 bucks, something like that. in that price range. But uh, you hear more from uh, Joe himself on uh, Wednesday's episode. Um, yes. More importantly though, um, one of the, uh, one of the biggest revelations that came out uh, uh, this week was that um, uh, former Chicago bear and uh, WCW wrestler, Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, has ALS and um, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, you have a man who was larger than life um, and lived larger than life, and um, he is down to a shell of himself, uh, very uh, unrecognizable almost. Uh, and uh, you know, you think you, you think, well. He's a pro football player, you know, um, a, a Super Bowl winner at that, and um, uh, you know had the wrestling career, um, had you know, and I believe still does have a, a, a restaurant bar in uh, the Chicagoland area. So you'd think, you know, very successful, you know, you know. He'll be able to battle ALS, no problem, on his own, dying well. Unfortunately, um, he, he's not. Um, he uh, and uh, his uh, wife, uh, I believe his, his wife, um, they set up a GoFundMe. Um, the goal is $100,000. Right now, they've reached uh, $75,000. Um, Chris Jericho is on the top of the donors list at uh, 2,500, which is um, just, you know, again, speaks uh, volumes to uh, Chris Jericho. Um, and, you know, Chris also understands, too, uh, that, you know, Chris's dad was a hockey player. So he understands the notion that um, even though these guys have looked at, you know, at these high levels of being these great athletes um, 
unfortunately, until the last 20 years or so, that money wasn't there on a regular basis for players, even the good players who were all-stars or champions. So um, help is needed. If you can uh, help out, definitely um, look up the GoFundMe and, um, you know, just contribute something because um, he gave a lot of himself over the years for uh, people to enjoy uh, what he did. Um, And, you know, again, here's a, here's a good example of, you know, uh, someone who unfortunately uh, came along in a time of wrestling where he wasn't afforded the opportunity to become a really good wrestler, even though he had the passion for it. And he gets knocked on a lot for the fact that he didn't have great matches and that he was allowed to be a four horseman. Mm -hmm. So here's someone who had a lot going against him um, in terms of perception. And in the end, that's the other thing with wrestling fans is no matter if you liked someone or hated someone, they made you feel something and they're also human beings. So help out if you can. And, um, you know, let's, let's hope, uh, again, we don't have to hear more stories, you know, over and over about these just bummer of situations and deaths. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to take sometimes when you sit and look at it. So, yeah. You know, let's 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 uh, knock on wood that uh, the rest of the year, um, you know, is is a little more uh, uplifting than uh, it's been for the past fucking year and a half. So, yeah, I understand. Well, thank you so much for that, Matt Michaels. And I want to thank everyone for uh, for tuning in, listening to three count. And we hope you enjoy. We'll have uh, some more stories for you next week. If you're listening to this podcast, we thank you for listening, downloading it, telling your friends and uh, maybe family, other wrestling fans about us. We appreciate that. We are growing. We only could do that through the help of you. So if you know other people who don't know about the Vegas Bad Boys, let them know. Uh, Also, tomorrow, the Falco Fouls. You heard us already talk a little bit about FSW. So if you're listening to this podcast, Download tomorrow's show. You're going to enjoy it. I guarantee you're going to like it. And then you're going to want to go back and listen to all the past shows. They're timeless. So don't worry about the fact that it's it's a, a few weeks or a, a year old. Believe me, it, listening to it, whenever you do, you're going to really just be entertained on what you're learning and what's happening. And uh, one of the top indie bi- businesses out here, right here in Las Vegas, which is awesome. All right. So with that. Oh, also, yeah. also. Everyone, please remember to tune in Saturday when DJ releases his tribute to champion Rich Swan. <laughs> yep. I'm waiting for that one right there, hot and ready, because you was you were talking a lot of big gusto about how you was gonna tell us about how foolish and stupid we are. Uh-huh. Well, I tell so you what, we're gonna let you do that. We're waiting for Saturday. There's a good chance that another rant is going to happen, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's gonna be about Rich Swan. It might be about something else. I got something else in my mind. I, I I gotta I gotta let free. So uh tune in to that if you see something pop up on your podcast late Friday night into Saturday morning, listen to it because I'm ranting and I got facts to back me up. Or at least in my mind I do. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, get, get, 
Given what you was talking about last time, but go ahead. Oh, bro. man, whatever. <laughs> hey, anyways, thanks everyone for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.